In association with the Omniverse Comics Guide, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from the mega city metropolis of Toronto. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 326. And boom, let us begin. Shane Heron, the Seinfeld professional. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How's it going? Hi, welcome. <laughs> I mean, uh, thank you for having me. The I gotta say, the excitement level is coming up a little bit more each week in your voice, and it's very nice to hear. Yeah, well, we're on, we're getting on to season two, which is significantly <laughs> better than season one. Be honest. Still great, still the second worst season. You know, I chuckled quite a bit watching rewatching these. There was a couple moments where I, I had a good laugh, but I think it's because of my fandom of the show and, and knowing the characters. Well, we're going to get into, for the fans, we're going to do Seinfeld season two. We're going to do two episodes. Episode one, The Ex-Girlfriend. Episode two, The Pony Remark. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about both of them, but I mean, I definitely laughed more at The Pony Remark. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, good. That'll be interesting. I feel like the pony remark is the first really good episode. Yeah. Yeah. The, Interesting. The girlfriend. It feels like it should be in season one. It's so shit. Ooh. Okay. Well, you're burying the lead there, or not burying the lead. I didn't. I, I didn't like it upon rewatch. There's a couple moments. Like it is definitely better than season one, but it's not. It's not great. It's. It's got the. There's. There's the slow moments to it that. Unless you're a fan of the show, watching it for the first time, if it was on TV, I can't imagine feeling it like, I want to keep watching what this is about. It is a little bit weird, especially for what is this, 1990 now, 89, with everything else that was on at that time, this would have really been offbeat. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's, um, all right, should we just get into it? Let's get into it. You want right. to, you want to do the, uh, you're the plot synopsis guy. Oh, wait a second. Before you're we get better. into it synopsis guy i get distracted i say like a line that's going to tangent about something else that's okay but i i it, i'd be remiss if i didn't ask how your trivia went <sighs> we came in third it's okay you're still podium you're it still was in the really podium. hard it was very hard actually yeah what uh, what was it that got you this time um okay what here. season what season um I, I'll, I'll i'll tell you the ones that we got wrong I'll ask you them to see if you could even. Oh, wow. they're, they're deep cuts. They're deep cuts. I mean, if you if you got them right, I would be very very impressed. But um, first round we got fifteen out of fifteen, no problem. Second round we got one wrong. It was uh, season four in the the pitch when they're pitching the um, the the, episode, the Jerry um, sitcom. Okay. Kramer suggests. Uh, that they do it about a circus with a freak show. He names three types of freaks. What type of freaks does he mean? Uh, woman with long fingernails? No. Camera? What is it? So we wrote we we wrote bearded lady, and then we blanked on the rest. But you got to get all three. You got to get all three. It's not like a. Oh damn. So um. He pitches a woman with a must. We wrote we wrote bearded lady and goat boy. Something about me, I was like, ah, goat boy. It sounds like a thing that they said in there. Uh, it's not even bearded lady. It's woman with a mustache. 
So even that, if you wrote Beer Lady, it's wrong. World's tallest man and a guy who's just a head. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an image comic, actually. Yeah, like, <laughs> it sounds like a Grant Morrison pretty comic. Pretty funny, but I'm like, that's we just we're like, I, I don't know, man. Like, and it's it's one of those where it's like, I think I just watched that episode, and I just, I don't know, I just blanked on it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So if that would have been a multiple choice, would you have gotten it? I don't know that I would, to be honest with you. I, I, made, think- I think if it was a multiple choice, I would. I, I'm pretty good when they're multiple choice because. I mean, what I do is whenever I do like a sample trivia quiz, if it's a multiple choice, I uh, I generally just go with the one that sounds funnier if I don't know, and it's almost always right. Like, <laughs> so so in this trivia that you guys do, are they all like you have to know it and write the answer down, or do you sometimes get like true or false or multiple choice? They don't, they don't do true or false, but once in a while they just throw in a random multiple choice, which I don't care for because. Uh, I don't know. Multiple choice just makes it too easy. Um, even if I get it wrong, I like that I got it got it wrong because I just didn't know it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I th- I feel like if I did a multiple choice Seinfeld test, the uh, the things would come back to me. Like my memory would be jogged. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. But in this in the case of what you're doing, where it's like you got to really have expert recall and really have it memorized be able to say the lines the only thing that i might be able to do that way is like the first back to the future that's it but seinfeld i feel like i know a lot but nah man you you just you shock me the stuff that you get asked and know the answer to yeah i mean what was the other one you got wrong um so they hit us they don't normally go with a lot of this trivia kings they don't do a lot of the early seasons so sometimes we get thrown off because we don't take the earlier seasons as seriously so in the episode the statue do you know what i'm talking about where the elaine's editing a a writer named rava's book i think she's finished rava and her boyfriend needs a job he's a student at nyu and so jerry hires him to clean his apartment and he steals a statue yeah yeah um so george vaguely i don't know it well though but i remember it either and i I actually I think I just watched it too. I've been kind of watching all over the place, but I, uh, this one, this is the first time we've ever done one where we blanked. We had no answer. Like we didn't even kind of think we knew like out of the four of us, like we had, we had nothing. It was crazy. But, uh, so basically it's like the statue George sees it and he wants the statue cause it reminds him of, um, a statue he had on his mantle when he was, uh, young and he was, he broke it and the family was, and he says, it was a single most embarrassing moment of my life, aside from blank. And we had nothing. Um, we wrote puberty because we were like, I don't know, pu- I don't know something. And it was a single most embarrassing my life, moment of my life, aside from seeing my father naked. Yeah, that sounds right. It's, uh, yeah, so we got that. That's the first time we've ever blanked completely. Like, we had nothing. But it was pretty funny, at least. But So the last round, we got three wrong. Um the other one we got wrong was, uh, you know, in the pledge drive where Kramer's uh, going to take the phone calls for PBS. Mm-hmm. And uh, he thinks he's getting, uh, he goes, I get a cut of each pledge uh, take in, right? He goes, no, you're not selling aluminum siding. <laughs> what does Kramer get for answering the phones? He gets two prizes or gifts or uh, we wrote tote bags. I remember he clearly talks about a tote bag, but we blanked on the other one. We wrote oh. tote bag and like a lanyard or a tchotchke. 
Uh, it was um, tote bag in one of those beer foam uh, foam beer can holders. Wow, that's I know that's hard, right? <laughs> that's pretty hard. Yeah. Damn. Well, you get them next time. You will get them next time. That's what the show is here for. We're gonna go through every episode, so we're gonna have notes. Oh, we got one pretty good. Uh, it was you know in the episode uh, the outing where they talking about being gay and they go not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, asked a multiple. This was they really threw it up. It wasn't just a fill in the blank. It was a multiple choice. Uh, which of these characters does not say not that there's anything wrong with that? And it was uh, Kramer, oh. George's mom, Jerry's mom, and Elaine. Which character doesn't say not that there's anything wrong with that? We got this right, by the way. Elaine. Elaine's the only one who doesn't say it. George's mom, that's the one I was like, yes, she says it in the hospital. In the hospital. And Kramer says it right at the end with the, the cable guy comes yeah, over. When and he they comes over the yeah, he comes back yeah. in. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And Elaine, I remember. Elaine's the only one who doesn't utter it really. Yeah. In the I, I was. That one came to me right away. I wasn't sure. Once you gave the choices, I was like, ooh, maybe there's more people that did it. But I'm like, no, it's still Elaine. Yeah. Do you want to know some. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some other ones that I was pretty proud of that we got right. Okay. Um, the, when on the subway, Kramer's going to fight a bunch of tickets for his uh, his car. They they list a bunch of them, but they said name three of the tickets that he got. Speeding, double parking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does pretty much everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Speeding, double parking, and <laughs> I can imagine him hitting somebody. No, it's uh, no license, no plates, no doors. I'm fighting that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny. I love that line. <laughs> That's uh, good. This one's That's very good. hard. Uh, J- uh, Elaine's boyfriend, <laughs> Kurt, the guy who shaves his head voluntarily bald and then he grows it back out and he finds out he's balding. You know, you know what I'm talking about? In the, yeah. Uh, the little Jerry episode. What color is his hair? It's two colors. Elaine says it. This is, this is a hard question. We, I got it right. No problem. His hair was chestnut with auburn highlights. Yeah, that's yeah. hard. Chestnut. Um, Newman turns down take free tickets to, Pan- uh, to Panama or the Cayman Islands. Sorry. What, why does Newman not want to go to the Cayman Islands? I don't know. No idea. Freckles. What is it? Freckles. Freckles? He gets freckles. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then this is a really good one, too. Um, uh, Kramer adopts a highway. What mile marker of the highway does he adopt? Oh, man. That's a hard question, right? Yeah. 114, baby. I knew it like that. I was so proud of myself. Good for you. (laughs) See, that's why it's like we get some of these wrong, but Jesus, they're hard. Yeah, no kidding. Man. You did good. Hey, you made it to the championship. You're still on the podium. Next one is yours. Yeah. We actually, um, the guy who hosts trivia, uh, he came to uh, my bar on Saturday night and we were chatting for a bit. And one of the, the operations manager was talking to him. We might actually, we might, we're considering doing the trivia at my place. Nice. Which is, I, it's kind of torn because I, I think I, I don't want to do Seinfeld trivia. If we do it, I'm going to do. I'm going to make the foods. I'm going to make muffin tops and big salads and calzones and 
pastrami on marble rye, whatever. I made a list of things I'm like, I would like to make and have like a Seinfeld menu for the night. I'll make a babka. Nice. Cinnamon? Both. And chocolate. And you got to have black, black and white I've made black and white cookies before. Yeah, you got to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to have cantaloupe. Joe's cantaloupe. Joe's cantaloupe. <laughs> There's lots Spe- of fruit. Lot, you got to have the fruit platter for Kramer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Joe's cantaloupe, he makes an appearance in the episode we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, shall we begin with the, the plot synopsis, if you yeah. will? All right, I'll I'll say it. I'll be the yeah, black you guy. You're I, I like I think I feel like you're the play by play guy. I'm the color commentator. Does that make sense? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I'm talking about does that make that feel it makes sense. Right? Yeah, I yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm the straight one and then you need the Bobby Heenan with you. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can also make uh I can make a few silly I make a pasta with few oh, silly. <laughs> you're thinking of your food. <laughs> I could serve Snickers with a knife and fork. I could make beefarino, yeah. or I could make some jambalaya or mulligatawny soup. We got to get the soup. I was going to say, we need we need soup. There's lots of soups, but I lobster feel like bisque. one of the soup Nazi ones. But yeah, lobster bisque or crab bisque, lobster bisque, mulligatawny. Yogurt. Can we do non-fat yogurt that's actually fat? Yeah, you could do Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <You just laughs> like non-fat yogurt and then bracket. There you go. There's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, that is good, actually. Um I just found out another thing. Sorry, I'm no, I'm derailing our start of the thing. I just found this out that I'm blown away because I'm thinking of going on a, 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 a maybe a New York. I'm so proud of you. Summer. I'm so proud of you. Do it. I just found out that Mendy's is a real place. I thought <laughs> Mendy's was a fictional restaurant. I went to Tom's restaurant. Yeah. I have a picture under the sign with Daff. I, that was yeah. the one thing when I first time I went to New York. Got to do that for your time. But yeah. And they were when when her family asked me, they're like, "So, what do you want to do? Like, if you want to see New York?" Because I was kind of getting a little stir crazy just yeah. sitting in Brooklyn. And I'm like, "Can you take me to the Seinfeld restaurant? Like, I really want to take a picture underneath that sign." I and it was a, together a list of like things Seinfeld themed things to do in New York. That's fun. That would be a blast. Like, so, and we're gonna base it around. I might go. Uh, I think I sent you the link. The Brooklyn Cyclones down and play in Coney Island. They have a Seinfeld night every year. They've been doing it for like 10 years. They have like competitions, like an Elaine dance off and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and then they give a, like you can buy packages and you get like a George bobblehead. And then sometimes they'll have like the actor who played like Kenny Banya or um, John O'Hurley, who was Jay Peterman. Like some of those, those guys will usually make an appearance or something like that. And I'm like, cool. That's I cool. want to go do that and then go, I don't know, like. Go to Nathan's Hot Dogs in, in Coney Island. Go to, you know, uh, Mendy's is a real. So Mendy's is not a fancy restaurant the way they're pro, it's portrayed in the show. Mendy's is a kosher deli. Okay. Still, I go to Mendy's. Say I went to Mendy's. That's pretty cool. I When I went, when me and Daph went to New York, we tried to hit up a couple of spots from comedians in cars with coffee. Okay. So we went to Second Avenue Deli. He, uh, Jerry and Jim Gaffigan went there together. It was good. Pretty I wonder good. if Schnitzer's Bakery. See, I got to put a list together. I don't know if they're all. I, I, I always thought Mendy's was fictional, but how about Poppy's? Poppy's, I think, fictional. <laughs> I'd love to go to Poppy's and eat some fucking dirty pizza. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just figured out too. It's so, I'm so I can't believe I just thought of this. And it's too late. Kenny Kramer did the real real Kramer yeah. tour. Yeah. He just stopped. It looks like he stopped. He's doing it up till COVID, and he hasn't brought it back since. Uh, but you can pay 
to do the real Kramer tour and you go on the tour with Kenny Kramer and he tells you about like, um, it says that he, if you go to kennykramer.com, he has this like really dated website. It looks like it's from like the early 2000s. Perfect. Uh, but it says it's on hiatus. So if he ever comes back, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on the real Kramer tour. That's, that's great. It's I, a, I could see you laughing the Kramer whole time. At I think you would laugh the whole time you were on the bus. You anything he said, you would just laugh. He's got a real. It's a real fucking tour, and it's like because I mean, if people don't know about the episode, the muffin toss, uh, Kramer in the show makes a real Peterman tour, and he takes people on the tour of his That's life. Right. That's right. That's, That's right. And which was based on in real life, the guy who Kramer was based on, <laughs> did a real Kramer tour. That's so good. Uh, I'm going to send you the link for the website. It's so funny. But I think today I'm probably going to email Kenny, at, uh, email Kramer at KennyKramer.com and ask when the tour is coming back. You should ask him to be on the show. Uh, we could probably do that too. He probably want to, we probably have to pay him. Maybe it'll be worth it. He might take you on a personal tour. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the tour's not running. When will it resume? Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, when the world goes back to normal. I mean, he's probably pretty old now. Reverend Kramer, read all about it. Yeah, you yeah, can get this, married by Kenny Kramer. This this site is straight out of 1998. It's insane. Right? It's so ridiculous. Well, they have a Kramer reality tour DVD. Maybe I'll buy that instead for the time oh, being. Oh God, it looks insane. But yeah, if I if I ever go to New York and the Kramer tour is running again, I'm going on it. Nice. Yeah, do it. I'm. I was so proud when you told me like I'm gonna go to si- to, to New York and do a Seinfeld tour. I'm like Shane never leaves the block. I'm surprised. Well, I like New York. Uh, I've been there a bunch of times. I like it, and uh, I've never considered trying to do all the Seinfeldy things you can do. You should definitely. I mean, there's do so it. much to do in general, but I'd love to do like I'm gonna put together a list and hopefully do a little Seinfeld tour. I like it. All right, let's talk about ex-girlfriends. Um. Ex-girlfriend, there's just one in this. Yeah, you're right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you questions. I'm gonna make it get personal. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Um, it is some so, crazy ladies. <laughs> so the storyline on this one: George has gone cold on his latest girlfriend Marlene, but he hates breaking up and is tied up in knots at the prospect. Jerry encourages encourages him to do it quickly, just like taking off a bandaid. Right off. That's Classic right line. Uh, George finally works up the gumption to do it, forgets a few books at her apartment, and asks Jerry to get them from him. Soon, Jerry is under Marlene's spell, wanting her and wanting to break up with her at the same time. Elaine, meanwhile, is growing increasingly annoyed with one of her neighbors who won't acknowledge her when they pass each other in the building. Ah. <laughs> um, let's get into it. The ex-girlfriend, did you have you ever been in George's shoes where you found yourself in a relationship that you didn't want to be a part of? It just happened. Um, I think so. Maybe not in the same way, but uh, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think about this episode overall? Like, I think it's it just feels like it's like based on just like a lot of like they're all based on it, but like it's just like it feels like it's just like a bunch of Jerry stand-up bits, and they're just like acting them out. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this this is one where you definitely see them trying to bring the bits to life. Yeah, the premises. The even a little bit of the conversations you can see, and and I, when they do the cut scenes, like you can almost like ah yeah, it's based off of the stand up directly. Um, yeah. 
Whereas maybe later on, it feels like the stand-ups like uh, kind of accompanying and highlighting the the actual plots they're coming up with. Yeah, and I feel that the late the like the, the more popular the show gets, I don't remember as much stand-up in the middle. Yeah, no, they right. like I, I think by maybe by season four, I don't think they're doing they're just doing like opening and ending. I don't think they're putting less stand-up in the middle. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marlene is played by uh, the actress name is Tracy Collis. And she actually, the, the actress, everyone's blown away by this, as was I. Um, in season six, she comes back and she's a waitress in Monks. It's the same actress. Yeah, I can uh, see it now. Kelly and George goes for the walk with her and then she makes up. He's talking to her about manure and how it's a good word. And then she <sighs> says she has a boyfriend. It's the same actress, but she's almost she's like a chameleon because it's she literally has just has a different haircut and a different accent, and you don't even realize it's the same actress at all. That's hilarious. I but I can for some reason I can see it now. Um, yeah. Did you find Marlene to have a spell, or was her scenes just so boring with the accent and the? I really like when like I can relate <laughs> to the part where like they talk about her because she's boring as hell. And she's annoying, and she just rambles on with her southern accent. But Jerry, I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> but then they both they, they go. She is sexy, and then Jordan, she is sexy, and they're right though. Like they, they, she is sexy. There's something sexy about it's that. It's so but, true. It's so yeah. true. Especially when she like the the messages that she leaves. Like they're so yeah. random, but it makes you like it's mysterious. There's like this weird mysterious thing about her, the way she plays Marlene. Yeah. And she's, I like that she's sort of like narcissistic in a way, because I think everyone knows people like that who just, they don't ask you about themselves. They just talk, I mean, about yourself. They just talk about themselves. I mean, he talks about like, I, I pick up the phone and she's just mid sentence talking about the <laughs> and just droning on about things that you don't care about. I'm like, I think everybody kind of knows somebody like that, whether it's a romantic thing or not, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I do love the, Right off, like such a that's a classic line. I've said it in my life. Band aid, yeah. The band aid line is so good, yeah, because they they do a callback where George says it to him after when yeah. he's trying to get yeah. it. Yeah, um, I think this episode also one thing that stood out for me is that I've always wondered about like, um, Kramer doesn't ever seem to adhere to the, the bro code of not. He, you know, he he he'll date uh, an ex of Jerry's. He'll date an ex of George's. He'll swoop yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. He has like, no ham from Jerry, even though it's Jerry's current girlfriend. Uh, I think her name is Audrey, the girl with the big nose that George dates, and she gets her nose uh, nose job, and then he dates her after. Um, yeah, he has no cooth. Yeah, he doesn't like, but he explains it in a way, kind of like it's. Uh, he goes, you know, why would why would George want to deprive you of that? You know, it kind of it explains. Well, the reason Kramer doesn't really like uh, subscribe to the bro code of not dating your friend's exes. Depriving you of pleasure. <laughs> yeah. It is also, I think it's, um, it's the first time we see Kramer um, show his love of golf. He comes in and he's talking about the hips and the swing and he does that swing. And then Jerry does that pretend where he, he does it a couple of series where he kind of looks off as if they, he didn't <laughs> all the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so he does that later on, I think, in uh, in the cabin or something like that, or the the Bubble Boy, I think, where Kramer's talking about going to Westchester Country Club, and then he oh, and they they look into the distance, yeah, yeah, maybe we're another episode. Kramer does a lot of golf stuff. He loves golf. Isn't it in the, the in the in the Marine Biologist? 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe because he because he goes to the sand dunes with a, he's got like a hundred balls. And just shoot him. Yeah, just shoot him in the ocean. Um, yeah, and one of those. I mean, Kramer. But this is the first kind of like you get to see Kramer as like showing his interest in golf, which I thought was kind of cool. And and his love of Joe's fruit. Yes. Um, for me, Kramer is still not Kramer yet, though. Um, no. No. I, I feel he's coming too. He's coming into his own. There's a moment where I feel like it's like the like, you're like with the oh, fruit okay, especially. Yes, but he like even when um when Jerry's on the phone and Kramer comes in, he's like, try this candle, try this candle, and he's standing over him and he's awkwardly kind of like, try this candle, like it's just it doesn't feel like Kramer, you know what I mean? But then when he gets to the part where Jerry buys the cantaloupe from the supermarket and. He, he tries Jerry's supermarket cantaloupe, and Jerry goes, "That's ah, okay." And the second it touches his tongue, he goes, "Oh, see, that stinks." <laughs> you can tell it's a good Kramer moment. It's like a very early, like, "Oh, that's Kramer." And Jerry can't. Keep, Jerry can never keep a straight face. He immediately, he's like almost literally breaking and laughing through that, like that part. Uh, that because part is perfect. But there's also, I mean, that's an inconsistency too, because Kramer goes. You gotta go to Joe's. He gets his cantaloupe for nine cents a pound, and Joe takes all fruit back. And Jerry goes, "Oh, fruit's a gamble." But then later in the season one, uh, uh, season five, episode one, the mango, he tries. Kramer tries to return fruit to Joe's, and Joe bans him from the store. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They but it is Kramer uh, offers Jerry. Jerry goes, "It's three blocks further," and he goes, "You can take my shopping cart." Like. I don't know something like I think they're they're really trying to make Kramer seem like a weirdo, which he is, but it's not Kramer. Like Kramer's not pushing a shopping cart down the street to go get groceries, like owning his own shopping cart. Like that's not Kramer. I feel he would. He builds levels. <laughs> he does. He did not build levels. But he wants to, and he and he. I, he I doesn't feel want it anymore. He's not doing it. I feel that the he becomes such a character that seeing the building blocks to it. And that's, that's how I see these episodes. It's like, you're seeing the progression of Kramer. Yeah. They're, they're, Kramer was always a little quirky and weird, even when he, he was Kessler, you know, but yeah, I just feel like it's really off. Like, yeah, you know, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, uh, like Kramer wise, George, Kramer, it's, it's, it's off. He's not there yet. They haven't figured out, but there's glimpses of like the good Kramerness coming. I think Elaine's plot in this is awful. She's talking about, it literally sounds like some bit from like Jerry Stand Up, where it's like she's talking about she's she knew a guy that used to wave hello and then they just nodded. Now they don't say hello anymore, and then she confronts him. That's that's the storyline that she's telling. It's not interesting at all. Yeah, it was almost like they just gave her something to be involved in the episode. To be yeah, honest, it's not it's not entertaining at all. Like, uh, I mean, I get it. There's there's still, it's the early on of them being like the show sort of about the minutia of everyday life and you know, little things like that, interacting with people. And, and, but I don't know, I just, it's not entertaining to me. I didn't find it. I didn't like Elaine's story at all. No, I was, it was, if it wasn't there, it wouldn't have been missed at all. No, I don't think. Just, yeah. It felt like very filler. forgettable. Even like uh, George, his whole, his bit with the going to the chiropractor. And it's like, it, there's like the cheapness of George, the, the obnoxiousness of George, but it just feels like it's out of character still. It doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel like a stanza yet. Like he's just like, like, oh, the doctor just touched me, and, uh, and he's like, I'm not gonna pay full price. And Jerry's like, you got it. And he's like, no, I pay what I want. It, like it doesn't sound like a stanza. I don't know. It's it's cheap. There's like glimpses of Costanza, but it's not. It doesn't feel right. But I I feel like I see what you mean, but I also feel like 
this is what George Costanza was like before he lost his job. Like he's still a real estate agent, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he loses his job, he becomes much more neurotic, becomes he lives at home again. So like all of that sort of embarrassment and insecurity comes to the surface. Whereas now he still has like he lives on his own and he's got a job. So maybe he's got he's cheap and he's who he is, but that's what he was like when he was the real estate agent. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking into it too deep. I also like Elaine's story. I think his storyline is terrible. It's like they're literally like they don't have their own real storylines yet. It's just these like off camera, the things they mention about how like, I don't know. It just it feels like filler. It doesn't feel right. OK, how's this Georgia, for a trivia question? What's that? How's this for a trivia question? Please. What are the, the books that George leaves? Uh, I just watched it and I was like, I was um, I was like, I got to refresh before we sit down. I was literally going to write down the books, but I, I didn't do it. But I was going, I was literally like, but I, we, I was running late to, to me to do this recording. So I was like, I'm just going to make notes uh, as much as I can, but I, I didn't write them down. What are the books? See, I thought if he gets this, he's ready for trivia, but it's, I think it's a good one because it could be asked. There's it could three, be. Yeah. So George's books, you see the spine of, do I have to give up me to be loved by you? Okay. <laughs> Staying well, the gentle art of verbal self-defense. <laughs> that's one. That's the other one. And the other book is, I'm okay. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's funny. Um, again, mentioning that it's really out of character. We know George doesn't like reading books unless it's about sports. He's not interested. But uh, I think the titles of the book are funny because it does say something about who he is. No, no, that is funny. But the right. idea of George leaving one, leaving books at her house, and then That's really true. wanting those books back. That's true. It's just like he doesn't like books. He's not he doesn't care about books. Like Jerry's doing again. That's just Jerry doing this bit about like, what's the deal with the books? Why do people you read the books? Why do you need the books? And just and like you it can feels see like a the bit. yeah, but you can see the the bit when he has to like put a smile on his face. He goes, why books? Why do people care about books? You read the book. Why do you need it? Like you can see that's the bit. I right? just it's for me. It's like later on we'll we'll see that. I mean, George can't even read a ninety-page Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He'd rather, he'd rather read Cracked Magazine. Um, <laughs> you know, he can't he can't read a book about risk management. You know, like he he doesn't he says he goes unless it's like about sports. He can't he can't um, focus or read. So like yeah, it just seems really not Costanza to be wanting those books back. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Like who does George um, read? Remember when he gets interviewed at uh, Pendant Publishing by Lipman? Who does he read? He likes Mike Lubica. He's a sports writer. He goes, what about authors, books? He likes Art Vandalay. He He's written Venetian Blinds. <laughs> I love that the, the Art Vandalay is just like that's a, That's what I mean. That's Costanza to me, the guy who can't even think of a book that he's read. Right. Like, when you ask him what he's read, he, he names a sports writer from the paper. Like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> he and I think one author. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's because that character exists for so much longer where you can, like, writing him just becomes second nature, whereas yeah. now they're trying to figure. He's literally he, just there as, like, a, a device to help Jerry's story along a little bit more, right? Pretty like, much, yeah. Yeah, and then book so that jerry has a reason to go and date his ex-girlfriend right yeah exactly whereas later on his 
he becomes almost the main storyline in many episodes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, they, when Seinfeld gets really good, all four of them have their own storyline. Especially when his parents test, come into like, play. Literally, that starts with the episode of The Subway, where they literally all go their own four ways and have their own four stories. And people are like, oh, yes, they all have stories that intertwine. It would be great. Like, that's the, the moment where you're like, yes, they've got it. That's right. That's Whereas right. Whereas here, I don't know, this episode just feels to me, it feels like it should be in season one still. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. No, the only, you, what's the only really funny part? The the iconic moment from this episode. To me, uh, let's see if it is for you the same. Kramer's reaction to the fruit was really good. Um, I liked the Band-Aid line, but I like when she goes, I saw your act. It's yeah, just that's, so, it's so for much For me, that's fluff. the only like, standout. Yeah, it's so much fluff. It's the most, and it's like, the You're funniest a part of the episode. You're a cashier. I feel like that's the only moment in this episode that would be in like a clip show or something like that. Would you know what I mean? Where they, I think I it was. Can't, I can't be with someone if I don't respect what they do. You're a cashier. <laughs> and to tell Jerry of all the things of why she can't deal with him no more is that he's not funny. Like I saw your act. Perfect. It's also it's great. It's like um, because I I love the entire series. They're always making jokes about how he does that observational, boring, the hacky comedy. Yeah. Basically, yeah. what made the show exist, they make fun of the entire exactly. time. And then I feel yeah. like this is the first step in that direction where they're just kind of like, let's keep making fun of the fact that Jerry's not a good comedian, no matter how financially well he does throughout the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he makes enough to buy his dad a Cadillac, yet everyone still thinks Never good enough. Yeah, he's a hack. So this episode, I agree with you. It definitely feels like it belongs in, in season one. Yeah. I don't like it. But the next one, the next episode is, is a, it's starting to feel like the Seinfeld we come to know and love. The next episode, the pony remark is I think the first good episode. Like that one that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I'm laughing. Yeah. No, there there was a bunch of times where like I watched it at night, my wife was sleeping and there was a couple of times where I had to laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, And it was one character in particular who kept making me chuckle? Uh, I will probably be... there. okay. But before we move on to that, yeah, giddy ups for the the ex girlfriend. Oh, yeah, giddy ups. Oh, giddy ups. How many other ten? You're too generous. You always are. How about this? How about four and a half? Ooh, all right. Yeah, I give this a four. So it's yeah. Uh, I, I found it's this got really one one or two moments that I like that that made me kind of chuckle. That's about it. Yeah, same. Same. There was a bit of it where I was like, yeah, I mean, if it's on, I'd watch it, but it's not one that I ever crave to watch. Yeah. Okay. So now we go on to season two, episode two, The Pony Remark. The Pony Remark. Which I think uh, me and a lot of people regard this as the first really good episode of Seinfeld. I think, you, I think you're onto something, and I think it's because uh, casting. The casting in this show, I, I, it hit me the other day. My girlfriend hadn't seen, she wasn't familiar with the Bubble Boy. So I was very happy to put on the Bubble Boy episode. And right. I mean, it has, um, the Bubble Boy's dad is um, uh, Brian Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's brother, who's oh, that's his brother. famous for so many movies. He's one of my favorites. I love him. Uh, I didn't realize that's his brother. Yeah. He was on Saturday Night Live. But him, he's so funny alone. Like, I love, just his voice makes me laugh. Like, in, you know, Christmas Vacation and stuff like that. But um, he, 
the mother of the bubble boy, just the, her look, the way her eyes are kind of bulgy, the, her voice, the, the waitress in the diner that won't give Jerry back his uh, picture for the, like, I'm just like, it hit me. I'm like, fuck, the casting is so brilliant in the show. They cast these side characters that are just perfect. Yeah. Including, like, uh, Jerry's parents, George's yeah. parents. Yeah. Uncle Leo with yeah. the Pony Remark first appearance of Uncle Leo. Yeah, it's it the great. That's a great first appearance, and first Uncle Leo appearance. Was amazing. We love Uncle Leo. And I and I feel like it's the first proper appearance of Morty, right? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. It is the first. Is it so? This is the first time that Bar, Barney Martin plays Morty, right? That yeah. is. Right? Yeah. And it's and it's perfect. Like he's everything. So he's Just so, so good. Like, even like Jerry's mom, I mean, she, I, I remember seeing her on Alf. She was on a, yeah, great that's right. Alf, but I just never realized how fucking great she is until like going back and watching these Seinfelds. She's so funny. Barney Martin as, as Morty is so funny. Even just his body, the way he sits, like his, you got this big barrel body that's like, he just, the look of him is so funny. Yeah, no, it's, they're, and they're a perfect couple. Like the way that they, they feed off of each other. Yeah, it's, they're uh, really hammering this episode how cheap his father is. It's so good. It's yeah. the best part of the episode for me. What, the his, Super Saver tickets? You know his dad. Who knows it's going to cost me? His dad is the best part of the episode for me by far. And he uh, just bring and every time it cuts to him, he's like, you yeah. just got to write a note. He just how oh, you got to <laughs> write it on a piece of paper. And he's like, I can't. I could get it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I'm an intern. Yeah, no, it was, it was, uh. Okay, so, so give us give us the, the synopsis plot. of this. The yeah. plot. All right. Jerry attends a family anniversary dinner with Elaine as his date, but he puts his foot in his, puts his foot in it when he says he can't stand people who had a pony as a kid. Well, the hostess Manya did have one growing up and leaves the table upset. Jerry feels embarrassed by it all, but when he learns that Manya died in the night, he feels responsible. To make matters worse, her funeral is scheduled at the same time as his baseball team is playing its championship game. Meanwhile, Jerry and Kramer have a disagreement over the meaning of event. <laughs> That's a good part too. All right, um, it's I, I feel that I, as you go through the plot synopsis, it's also like um, you start to see more of Jerry, his sort of selfishness and his like self-absorbedness come out a little bit where it's like my baseball game, like my thing, the well, thing I want to do. I don't, I feel like this is still Jerry. That's uh too nice. He's still nice. And he's still kind of like, he's torn. You know what I mean? Where uh, later Jerry, he's not going to this funeral. He's not torn. That's true. But you're, it's the seats, right? You're starting to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's where still, he's, but he's still not the Jerry. We know. No, yet, but, um, not full, not fully, fully formed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, his mom's second cousin, Manya and Isaac. Manya and Isaac, 50-year uh, wedding anniversary. That's what they're going for. It's really yeah. weird when they're at the dinner and Elaine's at like a, like the kid's table almost. Like it's like, and they, they clearly, you know, <laughs> the table wasn't big enough, so they extended it with a smaller. But her and whoever's across from her are at, they're lower than everybody else a little bit. Like it's really weird. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's that first it's that easy laugh, right? As soon as you see her and, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus is perfect at like that, that body language humor, just yeah. her facial expressions. I don't know she, if they did that on so purpose or it was literally, they thought, Oh, we'll make it look like they did. They, you know, they had that extra table, which a lot of people would do in their house at a dinner. But, uh, 
maybe it's they thought it was funnier for Elaine to be sort of lower, so she has to be shouting. Yeah, ponies, you know, over the over. Maybe that's they thought it was funnier. But and it's that first time I th- I think where you start to realize that when Jerry is with his parents, he always brings Elaine, and there's always something that will ensue with the two of them. Like <laughs> something uncomfortable will occur when Elaine and Jerry are together. We get the um, we get the first appearance of Uncle Leo and the first non-appearance of Cousin Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is a classic one because everybody is here now, right? We're pretty much the only thing we're missing are the Costanzas, but Morty is there. What's what's Jerry's mom's name? Helen. Helen, right? Okay. Helen and Morty Seinfeld. Oh, it's perfect. They're a perfect couple. Much better. She's, I love her, man. She makes me laugh so much. Yeah, it's uh. The part where Jerry gets the call that Manya's passed away, yeah. the shout out the window. Manya died. Manya <laughs> died. <laughs> it's so like it, those are those those Seinfeld one-liner classic moments. Because every episode in the uh, the first season, I think you point try to point it out to me, and and so did my wife when we were watching um, that they were trying to have those one-liner those catchphrases like come with guy be a come with guy and, and they weren't sticking whereas th- now they're starting to have those right off or even like this this isn't one but hearing jerry out the window Manya died you don't gotta go to the airport <laughs> so inappropriate <laughs> i mean it's the dinner is great i i think the casting of uncle leo is incredible but the casting of Manya, the lady who plays Manya, is so amazing she's so funny just oh, yeah. as this angry old Polish lady who had a pony. Total straight face. Total straight face. She's like, incredible. The actress is incredible. Who does you that. almost feel for her as she's Even doing her it. her husband Isaac. Though, you look at that guy. He looks like a fucking cartoon character. <laughs> Honestly, I live in a, in a predominantly Jewish area of our city. Yeah. And some of those characters look super authentic. Yeah, like yeah. They are. They are. I'm sure they are. But it's like you really get the feel of what an evening would be like. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, the when when Jerry says that uh, he hates anyone that would have a pony <laughs> and the way Manya, Manya just like my cousin had a pony, my sister had a pony. And then Jerry goes, I you know, it was just a, uh, w- that bit where he Jerry just goes, uh, he, uh, she goes, you, you said you said so. And she storms out. It's so funny. And then Jerry goes on that. See, this is where Jerry goes on a rant. That's almost like a, like a stand-up, but it works. And it's so well. It's just like, who would have thought an immigrant was going to have a pony? <laughs> it's true, though. It really is. I saw all the footage of the immigrants coming into the New York Harbor. I'd never seen any of those sitting on a pony. <laughs> Why would you leave a country filled with ponies? <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a bit that works. You're right. Oh, it's great. Oh, man. Th- this one is one of those ones where I feel like the laughter you get from the scenes supersedes all of the plot sometimes. Like the other ones were very like they're trying to be plot driven, whereas now we're getting to the point where all the moments of laughter are so present. Like they just happen one after the other. Yeah. And Morty Morty steals the show, I feel, for me. When he comes back up to the apartment, he goes, just so you know, those are super savers. There's no getting your money back on that one. <laughs> but even when he uh, – when uh, um Jerry's apologizing about the pony thing, and then he goes, I agree with you. <laughs> Nobody likes a kid with a pony. 
<laughs> the whole episode, he's obsessed with this super saver and the army transport flight out of Sarasota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to, you know how much money this screen is going to cost me? Oh, that's good. It is um, weird though, during the, the pony remark when Jerry's explaining about the pony and yeah, you know, do you know what the odds are on that? That an immigrant would have a pony? Like everyone's just sitting there very awkwardly silent and like Uncle Leo is just not saying anything at all. He's just sitting there looking angry and I'm like, ah, I feel like there's a there was a real opportunity for Uncle Leo to have a few good lines in there. Yeah. I mean if he was the Uncle Leo that, you know, he later comes develops in. Yeah. Cause I'm I mean I who knows at this point in time if you if they thought he would be a recurring character. As much yeah. as he was, right? He really became a cast member where when you saw him, you kind of felt Jerry's frustration. He's like, oh, hello, Uncle Leo, <laughs> right? <laughs> you knew that that Jerry, like that, you felt it. You're like, oh, this guy. Um, um, what, what, what is, um, Uncle Leo is always talking about how great uh, his cousin Jeffrey is. Yeah. For the Parks Department. Um, he's getting a citation from the Parks Commissioner. What is he getting a citation for? Isn't it feeding the animals? No, um, for the walking tours where they eat the foliage, they, they eat the plants. But Jerry, Jerry guesses. He goes, uh, "Yeah, I remember that. It's for uh, reducing pond scum, right?" Something <laughs> 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 about that, Mason. Uh, yeah, Uncle Uncle Leo. He's uh, so annoying, but I love him. Uh, everyone loves Uncle Leo. Yeah. I think somewhere there was a list. Rolling Stone did a list of like the. Hundred greatest characters from Seinfeld, and I think Uncle Leo came in six or something like that, right after. And obviously the the main, the top four. Uncle Leo was six out of everybody. Who's I mean, five? Your favorite is up there too. Jackie Childs is always up there in the favorite of side characters. But I guess that's one thing that's really hitting home doing this recap is like their casting of of these side characters is just fucking brilliant throughout the yeah. entire series. Yeah. Like it's Joel Hornick all the way to, you know, like uh, everyone to, at the end. Yeah. No, you're you're right about that. Banya. There's a couple misses, but David Putty, like they're people who when they're on the screen, even Mickey. <laughs> Mickey's amazing. <laughs> Mickey's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it's true. The re- recurring characters, the Costanzas, they're perfect. Morty, Morty in this one is my my star of this episode. I, I love I Morty just the look at his face makes me laugh every single time. I love Morty. And everything's always so like exasperated and and factual like, you know, this is yeah. this when, when he brings up selling the trench coats. Yeah. I love coat. the relationship Jerry has with his parents where they're always just uh they they love their only son. They I mean uh, at some point Jerry mentions he has a sister but I mean, it's never seen, but um he's clearly an only son. And uh, his mom just loves him so much and thinks he's just such a special boy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and he, he plays it in his head. Yeah. yeah. Um, the baseball game side story, it becomes, I guess, recur. Is this the first time that they talk about the characters going out to play baseball on a team? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? That's a recurring theme as well. Uh, yeah. I did like George busting up Jerry at the end where he's like, Oh, yeah, the way he breaks down the game. Softball, which he's absolutely <laughs> great. Yeah. And, uh, what else does Jerry do to screw up? He uh, he take off on a fly ball, and he thought in the fifth inning he thought it was two outs. That's why he took off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always liked that Elaine understood baseball. Right? She was a baseball fan yeah. herself, the Orioles. But 
I like that she she was part of the boys in that regard. Um, yeah, she watched the game. Well, yeah, there's a whole lot going on in these early episodes. Other like she mentions other friends and stuff, but she doesn't really. Her whole life seems to revolve around hanging out with Jerry and his friends. Yeah, it 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 comes together near the end here, where I think her and Jerry try to be a couple again, and then after that point, I think her development is a little bit more sealed. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of like all this outside stuff. She's thrown into moments where she's just like filler, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might come down to like they said, like they didn't know how to write women yet, so they still I think they're getting a grasp on what to do with Elaine still as the side the ex girlfriend, like the the hanging around. It almost feels like like the network's like you need a female. So they put her in, but they still don't know what to do with her yet. Yeah. Is is season three when they go down and she has the bad back from sleeping on the bed, on the sofa bed? Uh, season three, yeah, the, the okay. pen. Yeah, the pen, because she yeah. has a stellar performance in that one. That's probably when she starts to really, like, come out on her own, yeah. She yeah, I think that. so. We were watching. I love I love in the later episodes when she just gets so angry all the time, like uh, – uh, season six, I was just the one where she rips off George's toupee and throws it out the window. Like that, just that screenshot of her screaming as she throws the toupee out the window is like. And then there's the when she goes to the soup Nazi and tells him, "You're through, soup Nazi." Like it's, it's you're like, oh, that's great. That's but see that that was that was a character, uh, a characteristic that in the 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 ex girlfriend where they say she's the queen of confrontation, and I yeah. love that. So that was something that I think that maybe they, they figured out that's what she's going to serve, the purpose she'll serve along the way. Yeah, it's time and to, I think she also, like, she always kind of stands out as having a, a different perspective than Jerry and George, so. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when she cares more. Like, I guess they all do. Like, they're more sympathetic and they care about other people. And, you know, Lane's, like, telling him he has to go to the funeral or, you know, she's almost like the... Uh, conscience. Like conscience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boys need the girls' touch. Uh, there is a little inconsistency. There's, I found two kind of weird little inconsistencies in this. Jerry's best moment he talks about is the baseball game, and he says, except for his uh, uh, his his best moment was Sharon Besser in 1973. I feel like that's uh, later on they talk about in the library. It's uh, Sherry Becker, so I feel yeah. like it's like they almost like wanted to recall it, but they just came up with a similar name and forgot like. Uh, I don't know, but Sharon Besser, Sherry Becker, very different, very, I mean, very similar. Uh, and, and Morty's dad says the single greatest moment was when he, in 1946, he created the beltless trench coat with Harry Fleming. And I don't know if it's like a mistake again later, but in the episode The Money, where Morty goes to work for Peterman, he says he cut velvet for 40 years with Harry Altman. So I'm like, I don't know if they just forgot that they said Harry Fleming, but uh, I don't know. Or, I mean, he could have worked with a Harry Fleming and a Harry Altman, too. Uh, it's, uh, Morty, I wish they would have done a spinoff show with, with just the parents. Yeah, and, I mean, and, I could watch a whole episode of just like uh, them in the, the old folks' home in, uh, in, Boca, in or, Boca Vista. Yeah, or the Pines of Mark Abel's Fates, too. <laughs> they moved to Del Boca Vista. Their original place was the Pines That's of That's a good Abel's. team name. Del yeah. Boca Vistas. That's a good team name. Oh, that's too common. A really good name. You got to go deep cuts. A really good name is the Pines of Mark Abel's Phase Two. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got it. That's where he gets impeached. <laughs> Del Boca Vista doesn't show up till like season seven. 
Is that when it shows up? Yeah, they don't go to they don't move there till late, later on. All right, okay. I didn't realize that. I don't know why that was in my head. It's so because uh, Del Boca Vista is more iconic. They say the name a lot, and and there's the Frank um, Frank Costanza. You're trying to keep me out of. There's I don't know if you ever seen Vista. The, yeah, have yeah. you ever seen the outtake of him, the blooper of him trying to say uh, Jerry Stiller trying to say Andy, Del Bisto Becco, Del Bosca Skisco. <laughs> I think he did that on purpose. No, no, no. I, it's just Jerry Stiller at his finest. Like everyone always knows. I think the most popular blooper is uh, him fighting with Elaine. And yeah, you can that. always see Elaine dying. Of I laughter. think my favorite blooper is just him going Del Bisto Becco, and he just can't say Del Boca Vista. <laughs> And he says it with such gusto when he does it. Uh, should we should we giddy up this uh, this episode? Or do you got uh, yeah. more? Okay. Uh, oh, well, there's another thing. One other thing. Um, oh, Elaine. They're still hammering the Elaine's trying to get a better apartment. She's talking to Uncle uh, Isaac. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jeffrey ends up getting their apartment, which is about three rent. Oh. Uh, one other guy stands out in this is the guy who's doing the eulogy at the funeral. You recognize him? Yeah. He's a uh, – I did. He's in another episode. What is Not, he in, I think though? he's most famous for – he's the doctor in um, The Terminator. Yes. Yeah. he's. In, I think he's in the first three Terminator movies, the one that uh, – Yes, uh, at the – Sarah, Sarah Connors. But wasn't he in another Seinfeld episode? No, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe it's possible. Okay. Um, Very uh, recognizable. I love when he talks about the pony and uh, what is what is what does he say the pony was? It was the one thing that made her happy. <laughs> Something <laughs> it was like the that. Of Krakow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good episode, man. This was a good one. That's a good team name, the Pride of Krakow. That would be a good trivia team name. That is that is a good is a Krakow. Oh, Krakoa is in Marvel. Krakow. Krakow, like in Poland. All um, right. Um, I was trying to figure it out. Okay, so uh, here I'll give you some trivia. Okay, okay. You're not gonna, I don't know if you'll get these. They're tough. I won't. What's Jerry's apartment number in this? I, didn't, I did not notice. He's 3A. <sighs> Keep I jumping he's floors. Most of the season until it finally turns to 5A. Um, Jerry's softball jersey. What's the name of the team? George and Jerry both wear it. I didn't even pay attention to that. I don't. It must be an inside reference for Jerry or something like that. They're called the Friends of Clyde. That's got to be something. That's got to be a nod to somebody for sure. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> should we? Should we? Should we giddy up to the giddy up? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna give this one a seven. Really? Yeah. All right. I put. I give it a six point five. We're close. We're close it's this good. time. Around. It's 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 this is the highest mark I've given it yet of any episode. The first really good episode, but they get much better. So I got to be still very, uh, uh, right, right. Word. This is on the up and up, though. This is on. The it's starting like to get it. really good. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool, dude. Well, another two in the bag. We're gonna get through season two quick, and then once we get to season three, dude, I think we'll spend some time. We should. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how it goes. But I think so, yeah, because those ones are just way too hilarious. Well, I mean, um, to get into, uh, I'm I'm going for a trivia team with Divvied Up the Thing, so I'm doing, I'm going through season six and seven right now, which I think are maybe my two favorite seasons of the whole show. And they're just like, there's there's a couple episodes where 
I was like, is this a double episode that I didn't realize? Because they just so packed with so much good stuff in there. Um, like these ones are like they get they just get so much better. There's I, I don't I think as we get into the the really good episodes, we're gonna need time. We're not gonna be doing two episodes per sh- per show. I don't think it's gonna be so good. I think so. I think so. Because uh, yeah, like the even season two, a lot of them are still very linear solo storylines with a couple of. You know, like even the Chinese restaurant, it's just based on them. But George has a side story where he's trying to get in hold of Tatiana. Like, it's just like there's these side stories, but they don't really go much anywhere. They're kind of filler. Whereas you get into season three, they start all splitting and having their own. Yeah. You get into each of their apartments. You get into you, you start seeing a little bit more. Oh, this was the one we didn't mention the levels, the bet that Jerry oh, yeah. and, and, we skipped over the and, bet. We, completely we skipped over that bet. That was great, That's though. My favorite moments of Kramer ever, because uh, you ever know people who kind of welch on bouts like that, and they uh, yeah, they find a way out of it because it's like, well, I, I never started, also, so it doesn't little, count. It's a minor bet, so it's not a big deal, but it's just the principle of the fact that he's <laughs> Jerry's like. So people haven't that seen that was it, the bet. Kramer's gonna get rid of all of his furniture. He's gonna get rid of all of his furniture. He's going to have levels, just like ancient Egypt. Levels, just stairs, <laughs> carpeted with pillows, just like ancient Egypt. And Jerry says, it's, you're not going to do it. And he goes, do you want to bet? I'll have it done by the end of the month. Jerry I says, just, I'll give you the whole year. And I love says, when his dad goes, that's a lot of work. <laughs> Kramer's got everything. All he needs is the lumber. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry says, I'll bet you. And he goes, uh, when he goes, you think I can't do it? I love that part <laughs> It's not that I don't think you can't do it. I know you can't do it. It's that you won't do it. And he goes, all right. And they bet for a dinner. Dinner with dessert. And, and then yeah. the next day, he's like, how are the levels going? He goes, oh, I'm not doing it no more. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> and my dinner. No, the bet's off. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the I, That honestly hits home so hard for me because like, I definitely feel like there's little semantic things like that where you argue and so many people just go like, yeah, like a lot of I can see a lot of people taking Kramer's side on that going, hey, he's not doing it. The bet's off. But that, that is the bet. And then Jerry looks like the asshole being like, take you lost. Take me out to dinner. And he's just not going to get it. And he's going to look like the prick. Yeah, no, it was a brilliant, a brilliant little side thing that they had going. I'm like, I love that. That's that's where that's what I mean. This episode has a lot of hallmarks of like everything's where it needs to be as far as what you know of it. You know, the other ones have those like, man, that it's like when you watch um, the first episode of like even uh, the Cosby show and they're in a different house and it's like, man, the house is different or like Fresh Prince, you know, those early episodes of Fresh, it's like immediately you can feel when, but this is one where if this was a season three episode, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. Like it had that quality. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so the next next episode we do, we're going to cover season episodes three and four of season two. So the jacket. Yes. Jerry buys a nice jacket and Elaine's uh, father. Yeah, yeah, that's a good um, one. <laughs> uh, the phone message is the one where George leaves an angry phone message. on, uh, And then he's the, the girl he's seeing, she's out of town. And then he, they try to switch the tape. This is a good, these are good, these, I think these are good ones coming up. They're okay. They're okay. Uh, we'll get into it later. Obviously. We'll get into it. Did you know um, there's a there's a an unaired, unmade episode that was supposed to be uh, in this season called The Bet, and Elaine 
George and Jerry make a bet about something. I can't remember. But the Elaine, uh, she's debating whether she's going to buy a gun or not to protect herself in New York. And they got into a big thing where the cast just didn't think that guns were funny or her buying a gun was funny. So they all decided they weren't going to do this episode. So they came up with the phone message to replace the bet episode. Mm, I did not know about that. Yeah, I called, learned something new yeah, today. Unmade, um, the unaired uh, episode of Seinfeld. Hmm. Do you think that they should ever, like, re- reunite for a, an episode or, or something? Would you ever be down for that? Or do you think it's just better left alone? I think they did, and it was great. Curb Enthusiasm, season seven, baby. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And it's the best way to do it because they all, like, the the running joke is that Larry David didn't like uh, reunion shows. He's pitching a reunion show on Curb Enthusiasm to Jerry and them because he's he's got a secret uh, agenda where he's trying to get back together with his wife who's left him. And he's going to cast her as George's um, uh, ex-wife. Uh, so the whole the whole season seven of Curb, he's putting together a Seinfeld reunion, and Jerry's very suspicious of him, being like, "You've always been against these reunion shows." So <laughs> then someone's actually pieced together all the clips of the show, and it's literally feels like a really well done Seinfeld reunion episode. Ten years later, you get to see a glimpse into their lives. Elaine has kids, which are. Um, insinuated that Jerry was the father and that that she's raising them. It's in the era of the Blackberry where Jerry's commenting on how Elaine's ignoring him and on her Blackberry. Newman shows up. Even Banya's out there and he's uh they're doing a table read and Banya shows up and he goes, uh, the, con- the economy's bad. The economy's bad, Jerry. It's real bad. He goes, uh, you weren't working when it was good. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've never seen that, look up there's someone I think I gotta watch a compilation it. of uh the Curb Enthusiasm season seven, the actual episode, and it's it's great. It's as good, I think, as any reunion they're ever going to get. And it's the Seinfeld way of making fun of the thing they're doing instead of actually doing a true reunion. Like Friends did last year, wasn't it? Or the year before, they did that whole. It was they the sat reunion. around and talked. They sat around, they talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the Friends way of doing it. it just sucks. Seinfeld yeah, did it in the right sucks. way. Did a reunion without anyone realizing they were doing a reunion. It was meta. Yeah, they even make fun, fun of, of it too. Where Jerry yeah. goes, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be nice. You know, it'll be make up for the the finale that everyone hated. And Larry David's going, the finale was good. You know, he keeps defending that the finale was good. <laughs> so it's very it's very Seinfeldian and Curb meet, meeting together. And it's beautiful. Yeah, they they really are like sister shows, right? They're so they have the same soul. Very much. Yeah, and I mean, all of them, uh, Elaine, I mean, sorry, Julia uh, shows up a lot playing herself. Um, Jason Alexander, he's, there's a great scene in that season where uh, Larry and Jason Alexander go out for dinner together, and then they're, Larry wants to synchronize their tip, and Jen, Jason Alexander, it's like, it's like watching two Georges argue with each other. It's pretty brilliant. That's really good. That is good. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, as always, I love... I love preparing for these episodes. They're so much yeah. fun. I yeah. laugh. I, I pay attention different. This is good. Uh, we're into season two. This one will go by quick as well. Uh, and then before you know it, season three and the classics are all going to be. Yeah, I like going through the earlier ones to, to prepare for this. But I'm for our trivia team right now, I'm doing six and seven. And Jesus, six and seven, it's all killer, no filler. 
every single episode is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to get there. All right. Uh, let's wrap this one up, everybody. If you're enjoying us uh, reminiscing and, and watching these Seinfeld episodes in order with you, and if you're watching with, I know some people actually are, which is really, really cool. Um, give us some feedback, send us messages to me or Mr. Shane Heron. What do you go by on, on the uh, Instagram if people want to follow you? Is it Shane Heron? Shane Heron, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, follow Shane. Of course, he's a raid artist. He's got comic books. You can look up that stuff too. He never promotes himself, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> rate and review the show. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. We appreciate it. We love you. Shane, see you next. See you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. All right, everybody. Ciao for now.